don't wait for people, you can be proactive and get those needs met. You're totally right. This is definitely a time that we should all be checking in with our single friends. You know, it sounds really corny, but this is a time where you can use to explore connection in other ways. I mean, we're so used to reaching out and grabbing at people, grabbing at friends, grabbing at experiences. There's tons of ways that you can get in touch with touch for yourself. It's different, but it doesn't have to be worse. And it feels better than missing out altogether, does it not? If you just tuned in on FBI Radio, my name's Maya Billick. We're hanging out on mornings and joining me, as she does every fortnight, is our resident sexologist, uh, pleasure therapist and expert, Tanya Coons, for another instalment of Let's Talk About Sex. And this week, we really wanted to touch on the idea of being single in lockdown. There's been a lot of talk of different single bubbles and some of us are feeling a little bit lonely. We want to take this week to be a bit of a resource for those of you who are doing this solo right now. Whether you want to take stock of your dating life, forget that dating exists, or get in touch with your own sexuality, we're going to go through that all today. Welcome, Tanya. Good morning, Maya. What a lot to get through. We've got a lot to cover. Definitely a lot to cover. First of all, I want to talk to you, Tanya, about what if you didn't expect to go into lockdown this time around single? How might a breakup look different right now for someone in that position? Yeah. Do you know, um, we were talking about this because I had a message from someone saying, have you got any advice for people who break up while they're in lockdown because it's really painful? And I'm like, Yes, actually, I hadn't really thought, well, I had thought about it because um, I mean, you know, all of my clients right now are struggling. We're all struggling. I think we've really hit that point where we're hitting the wall and sometimes relationships are really suffering the stress of that. You know, sometimes people are wanting more sex, wanting less sex, they're fighting, they're arguing, they're not dealing with working at home, they're not dealing with that much exposure to each other. So I think that lockdown is causing stresses on people's relationships and in some cases uh, breakups. And then that's a really tricky thing to navigate right now because we're cut off from a lot of our social contacts and our supports and what, what I would even say distractions, you know. Mm. So if, if things aren't going so well in the relationship, you can step out, you know, go see a friend, go kick a football around, go for a jog. Things that you might do to sort of reset are not available. Yeah, yeah. And you really do need those support systems, really. Yeah. And, you know, even counsellors and psychologists are booked out right now because of COVID. Everybody's seeking counselling. They're not doing okay. I mean, I think it's really great that people are getting therapy and finding a safe place to talk, but it's hard to get folks, you know. Like, I know people are wanting to see me and usually they call having an emergency and they want an appointment right now. And it's like, yeah, there's a bit of a wait list and it's a little tricky and, and it's hard because you really want to be able to see folks. But yeah. So, and I think too, when you do have a breakup and if you do suddenly find yourself single, uh, living alone or even in a shared house or back to family, it could be even worse. There's definitely then a lot more time on your own than I think you would have if we weren't locked down. So that allows stewing on things, maybe unhelpful thought patterns about stuff, maybe being able to ruminate a bit too much. So there's, there's less of a circuit break. I think available for folks and that's really that's really tough going because we do need other people to sort of change things up or reflect back to us or just to distract us from the own our, our brains like Ooh, about everything and trying to make sense of things yeah and especially when I was going through a really tough breakup some of the best things that I was able to do was simply just being outside Vitamin D is so important in something like this, being able to go outside, pick yourself up out of your bed and 
try and carry on a normal day. Yeah, you're so right, Maya. Like nature is healing. If you can get out at all in nature, try to. But, again, that speaks to, you know, a lot of privilege that some folk have that they have got a nice backyard, they can go and put their feet in the grass or they might be near a park. Other people might be in an LGA living in an apartment with no grass nearby and not being able to get out more than five kilometres from their home which, you know, it worries me. But, yeah, nature, if you can get anywhere near nature, even if it's outside breathing fresh air, it's very therapeutic for you. So try your best if you're finding yep. a single one locked down. And if you can't, open a window. Yep. Next best thing, truly. Open a window, stick yep. your face outside, feel that wind in your face. Yeah, look at nature on TV. It sounds really corny, but just connecting in with that in some way, it's really, really important. Now, Tanya, we've talked a lot on the show recently about ways to reach out to your support network to stay connected in various ways in this pandemic life we're living in right now. But -hmm. if you're recently single in this time, it might be also worthwhile for us to talk about ways to look after yourself during a breakup, seeing as we just shared a few tips right there. (laughs) We can not only call friends and go for walks, but what are some good ways that we can help ourselves in a breakup right now? Yeah, good question. Really good question. And bear in mind that there's going to be different strokes for different folks. You know, some people spend their entire day online in Zoom meetings, so maybe finding an online support group or a chat room might be just a bit overwhelming. But there are definite things that you can do, right? So support can be online. It can be via text. It could be chat rooms. It could be the telephone. It could be vegging out in front of the TV. Um, Have some things that you can do to keep yourself busy, But I think as we were just talking about nature, one of the things that you can do, especially when you're feeling stress or anxiety, is to come into your body, right? Our heads can drive us crazy. And strangely, our emotions and all of our processing sits in the body, not the head. We always kind of think that the head is a computer and where everything kind of processes through. But we actually process by feeling things in our body. So you can do things like meditation. And uh, I don't mean sort of sitting there chanting om and visualising a flickering flame. That works for some people, but... For most people nowadays, you can get a, a guided a guided meditation online. There's millions of them. I would suggest getting a kindness and compassion, self-compassion meditation. Um, and if you Google Kristen Neff, she does beautiful self-compassion meditations. They're guaranteed to make you feel much better. Spend 15 or 20 minutes. You can do movement. Do some Tai Chi. Do some yoga. Do Pilates. Do some stretches. Get in your lounge room or kitchen and dance, right? or get in touch with your erotic energy, whatever it is that brings you into your body. Um, I just mentioned breathing. Take five to 20 minutes to breathe. Focus on your breathing. Notice your breath going in and going out. Feel it on your lips. Feel it sort of going to the top of your lip and then going back in again like the waves at the beach. Feel your lungs expanding and contracting with every breath. Feel your ribs expanding and contracting with every breath. Feel your stomach rising and falling. Simply focusing on the body like this can help you ground your stress and anxiety and help you move through more complex feelings, yeah? So something like that. You can also, if you're more action-focused, once you've done a bit of coming into your body, you can do things like, all right, I'm going to clean out my my cupboards or my drawers. This is a good time. Or I might seek some online interaction with friend chats or jump on a forum or look up a community. Maybe I'm just going to play games. Maybe I'm just going to veg out in front of Netflix. Who knows? Um, Jump on the phone, call a friend exercise get moving get out get outside get inside whatever you need to do and and then yeah have some have some binge watching stuff up your sleeve for when you're not feeling so great and you just need to dive into something and have a big distraction right yeah 
And then if you're really struggling, there are phone services like Lifeline, Kids Helpline, and QLife for LGBTQIA folk, right? Our lovely producer, Jen, is going to put these contact details up on the show page for us. Well, I can even tell you right now, if you are really struggling and really need to talk to someone, know that you are absolutely not alone, especially right now. There are so many things that you can turn to, one of those being Lifeline. They have a 24-hour crisis support line on 13, 11, 14. You can call them or if you're not quite comfortable with that, you can text them online, uh, online chat with them if you go to lifeline.org.au. And QLife, you can drop them um, a web chat. They're yep. open from 3 p.m. to midnight every single day or call them on 1-800-184-527. And we'll, of course, drop all that information up at fbiradio.com slash programs. If you just click on Mornings with Maya Billick, everything will be right there for you. And please remember, you are absolutely not alone right now if that's something you're feeling. We're back on Let's Talk About Sex here on Mornings on FBR Radio 94.5 FM. And we are talking about being single and being single in lockdown. Now, of course, in normal times, things like being single is an incredibly exciting and fun and freeing prospect. But we've heard from Louise in Erskineville, who has been single for quite some time. And if anything, the pandemic has shown her not even necessarily that they need to be with someone, but the pluses of having someone by your side. You have someone to vent to, someone to just be in the same space with you, someone to hug, someone to cuddle, maybe someone to kiss, but also someone who is there. And I think that's the most important thing, someone who's there and there with you. Tanya, do you think there's some elements of this that might be hitting single people among us a little bit harder right now? Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think single folk, they're generally, they, they're used to having the freedom and the independence to get out and mingle, yeah, meet friends, date, hook up, all sorts of things. And lockdown's taken most of that away. If you think about it, no one's got plans anymore, right? It's impossible to plan. So people aren't sort of saying, what did you do on the weekend or what are you going to do on the weekend? Because we all know we're not doing a whole lot of at the minute and uh people are spending more time on their own so maybe maybe you're single and you live alone okay maybe you're stuck at home with housemates that could be a good thing or a bad thing depending uh, and the same as if you live with family you know sometimes all of that time that we spend away from the home makes us appreciate the folks at home but if we're stuck in lockdown with them it's very stressful and then on top of that a lot of people have had travel plans cancelled and study turned upside down and they've been separated from their family and friends so not only are they not locked down with the people they love? They're on their own. And then they're having to deal with the crushing disappointment often of things. I don't know about you, Maya, but I think lockdown initially was geared towards couples and families and the single folk weren't taken into account at all. And it was No, like, I totally agree. Yeah, it was only after lots of complaining did the nominated friend system come in. I loved New Zealand. They went straight away, nominate your bubble, that's who you're with, boom. It took into account all kinds of living dynamics, relationship dynamics, the way people can support each other, and it let people determine their own ways of being. Whereas here we've been told, well, if you're one of these kind of folks, then that's great, you can do what you like. But if you're one of these kinds of folks, too bad, you lose even more. But it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take into account polyamorous people. What if you've got several partners? Uh, it didn't take into account single people. It seemed to be, once again, the, the sort of normative cishet kind of monogamous setup for people. And I do think we need to think outside of that because so many people. Uh, not in those setups. So it's good now. 
a little bit that you can nominate people. But again, I think think carefully about that and what you can do and look at the people that you can exercise with, if that can be different to the people that you're locked down with or the person coming to visit you. Um, it is tricky. I think people have been creative. I know that lockdown's getting more and more strict because the situation outside is getting less and less great. But um, see what you can do with this sort of stuff being that it might be hard for someone to stop comparing themselves to the people around them and wishing that they had someone to do things with, whether it was a partner or a housemate, um, and especially those people who were living with their partners at home if they had to go um, to break up the time. What are some of the ways you think, Tanya, uh, that one can get out of this way of thinking? Hmm, you know, it's a good question. I was talking to a friend in Lismore recently and they're relatively new to lockdowns up that way. And they were saying, you know, I think I try not to think about social norms because we often hear about people dealing with lockdown, in inverted commas, on their own, which sort of gets a sympathy look like, oh, you're on your own, sort of, and you're like, oh, 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 should I not be okay, you know? And then that can lead to people thinking that they need to get into a relationship to get through lockdown. And I do know that lots of folks got on the dating app, you know, panicking, trying to meet people or connect quickly at the beginning of the first lockdown and at this lockdown, trying to get onto social media and make contacts. Uh, and there's quite a few people that uh, made a few decisions that they regretted in there as well. So it's pretty easy to get into the mindset of if only I had a partner, everything would be better. And I don't think that's the case ever. It, it just never is, right? Maybe some things would be better and some things wouldn't. It's totally. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the partner that's going to make us feel better or be able to cope. That's going to be on us, right? Uh, so I think being in relationship means more moving parts to manage in lockdown. So there's what's going to be going on for you, what's going on for your partner and how that impacts your relationship. So I think if you're single, you've, you've got moving parts within yourself, but you can reach out to other people as well. You can be selective. It's not all one person. You can get a little bit from a phone call with this friend. You can go for a walk with that friend. You may have a lockdown buddy that's a different friend. Um, all keeping within the guidelines and depending on which LGA you live in as well. It's all very, very complex. But, yeah, it's tricky. And I think the thing is not to grab but to sit and think about what it is I need and who do I know. Um, a lot of people have reached out to other single friends saying, hey, you know, do you want to go for a walk or do you want to make sure we talk on Wednesday afternoons and have a cup of tea together? And just sort of been checking out people who may be in the same boat who are really grateful to have someone reach out to them, actually. So don't yeah. be proactive. Don't wait for people. You can be proactive and get those needs met. You're totally right. This is definitely a time that we should all be checking in with our single friends, friends that live alone. All right, we'll be right back on Let's Talk About Sex. You're listening to FBI Radio 94.5. We're recording from home. I'm coming to you live from my laundry at the moment. But we'll be right back. We're going to go to another song and have more Let's Talk About Sex very shortly after. My name's Maya Bielik. I'm joined by Tanya Coons. We are on Let's Talk About Sex and we are talking about being single in lockdown. Now, Tanya, can you explain what touch-starved means and are there any ways that you suggest uh, a good mechanisms or tips and tricks to deal with it? Uh, I certainly can. Um, touch-starved is literally that, being starved of touch. I think skin hunger is another term, you know, where, pe where people are missing touch, hugs from friends, the touch of a lover, intimate touch in day-to-day -day life, you know, somebody just patting you on the bum as they walk past or just general touch, hand on your knee, watching telly, those sorts of things. 
Um, and remember, even when we haven't been in lockdown, social distancing has been encouraged. So hugs and greetings involving touch have been discouraged for quite some time now. Um, I can speak personally to these things having a huge impact on me because I love to be able to touch my friends and the folks around me and I always feel touched loved when I'm single uh, because touch is an important thing. But that said, we can give ourselves touch, right? We have energy meridians all over our bodies. They line up with our chakras. Do you know that we have energy sources in the palms of our hands that are connected to our heart chakras? So we can actually channel love energetically through our touch and give ourselves touch that is comforting, nurturing and it's a gift of love to ourselves and you know, a lot of people are like no, it's not the same as a partner's touch and I'm like it's not the same you're right but it's not second rate either it's simply different and both kinds of touch can be wonderful yeah I teach clients orgasmic yoga breath intention touch movement getting in touch with your erotic energy and we'll talk a bit about this in a moment um, doing this once a day can invigorate your body and give you a day filled with juicy fizzy energy right so maybe if you're on your own and you're feeling touch stuff make some time each day to hug yourself right that doesn't take very long you can if you want some comfort put your hand on your heart and put your other hand on your hara which is three finger lengths below your belly button right hand on your heart hand on just below your belly button and breathe deeply it's a very comforting holding position for yourself if you want to be a little bit more erotic about it, you can put your hand on your heart and one hand on your genitals. Breathe some love into both of those. We can do orgasmic yoga, as I mentioned. You could meditate. You can masturbate. There's tons of ways that you can get in touch with touch for yourself. But the idea of that is it's not thinking this is this sucks. I don't want to do it myself. I had a client this morning who was requesting specific sexual activities from their partner and their partner wasn't interested. And I was like, great, how about you do it yourself? And they were really like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, what's, you know, it's different, but it doesn't have to be worse, right? And it feels better than missing out altogether, does it not? Very true, very true. Oh, and a lot in our hands, a lot in our own hands. Yeah. Look, it should come as no surprise if you're a regular Let's Talk About Sex listener that we pinpoint a lot of uh, topics and discussions and ways that you can manoeuvre them in getting in touch with your own sexuality to help in having sex with other people. And it should come as no surprise that that's something that you could be doing right now in lockdown. Tanya, what are some ways that you recommend for getting back in touch with your own sexuality or sensuality so that someone can have fun, solo sexual experiences? Uh -huh. I have lots of thoughts on this, funnily enough. <laughs> so I just mentioned um, orgasmic yoga, right? And that's, that's basically mindful masturbation using breath and using intention and movement. So it's not about outcome or being on the super highway to an orgasm, right? Statistics show us that um, when people are masturbating, it takes on average four minutes to reach orgasm. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It's the same for everybody. Interesting. Um, this that I'm describing is about taking the scenic route. We're not going to be on the Autobahn. We're going to be on the Landstrasse. We're going to be looking around and seeing what's what and having a lovely time. So we want to explore our whole body. We want to make time for this. We want to set an intention every time we explore. So um, every day our body's different and our energy is different. So what do I want to do today? Maybe I just want to lie with my hand over my heart, my hand over my genitals and feel warm and comforted. Maybe another day I want to dance like a crazy person and pull all my clothes off and run around the house. Who knows? But this is like a meditation for yourself. So it's taking time to be with yourself and your body and to not be attached to any outcome. You're just going to be curious about what unfolds. Some days it might be like, well, yeah, that was a bit strange. And other days you might be like, oh, my God, I'm having so much fun just spending a bit of time with myself and my body. So things for orgasmic yoga that you can try are things like dancing, 
You can be naked or clothed. You can move to music. You can shake. I'm shaking for the benefit of those listening. Shake to dislodge any stuck energy. Often bouncing on your knees will move your pelvis. So if you've got energy blockages there, that's a good thing to do. You can use your breath. You can practice breathing down into your genitals and pulling that breath up into your heart. You can imagine breathing up from your genitals through your butt, through your spine, over the top of your head, and breathing out, down, past your face, through your heart, through your belly, solar plexus, back into your genitals so that you get this little orbit of breath going around your body. There's a lot of things that you can do. It's entirely up to you what you do with that kind of masturbation. The other thing you can do is maybe try some new sex toys because there's tons of new things on the market these days. Sex tech is booming. Uh, I write for a company called Pleasure Base and they take all the toys on the market and they do comparisons and they do price comparisons and then they have folks like me, so-called experts, writing about sex and relationships and a whole lot more. So you can find a portal and, uh, you know, you'll get a discreet brown paper package in the post and have some fun. You can also, if you want to, get a friend to buy something that will talk to your toy and have fun together. <laughs> Lots of things you can do. There are also great companies in Sydney called Max Black and Adult Land that will um, help you out with things like that online. You can even pick up the phone and talk to a shop person there and they'll give you advice. Now, if you've just tuned in, this is Let's Talk About Sex. We're talking about being single in lockdown and something that I think is really important to talk about in all of this, especially with you, Tanya, is that it might be really hard for someone to get comfortable with being alone at the moment, especially if they might be someone who has a habit of doing a lot of dating, filling a lot of time with seeing people almost all the time. How can someone reframe this time for themselves as not a lonely time but rather to be a time by themselves with intent yeah this what a beautiful question this is you know again I was chatting to my buddy up in Lismore about this and and they said you know it sounds really corny but this is a time where you can use to explore connection in other ways we're so used to reaching out and grabbing at people, grabbing at friends, grabbing at experiences and that rush of connection online. Um, So I think we mentioned before, you can reach out to other friends who are single, but also what can you do that intersects with what you're interested in? Strange, this person was saying, you know, I like bird watching and I I go to bird watching sites and I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like something you do in the country. But then I realised I've got a buddy here in Sydney that gets up early and goes bird watching as well. So maybe... Maybe it's a thing, but what a nice thing to connect in. So think about what it is. Maybe you're into ceramics. Maybe you're into art. Um, There's definitely ways that you can connect with folk and connect with the things that you're interested in because you've got a little bit more time now. You know, this this person was saying, I want to connect with um, local Indigenous and native plants and learn how to identify them and which ones are cool and which ones are nasty, you know, and that's, that's been a pandemic thing for them. But... I think, too, these interests help you not to go running towards or grabbing at a relationship or a dating situation that you might regret later, right? So maybe realising this isn't the right time for dating, this is time for me, for self-discovery. I can actually date myself. I can get to 
know myself. I don't need to panic about being alone. The grass is not always green on the other side. I don't need to buy a dog or a cat. I can sit in this and find ways to connect with myself and with other people that might be a little bit more meaningful than um, I've been doing before, you know. And I think I think my friend is very wise in reflecting on these things. Yeah, that's a, a really good takeaway. And especially if you have been doing that and it's led you to this idea that you don't want to date now and you don't want to date in lockdown, but to be able to use this time to also rethink how you've been dating prior to this too maybe it's not working or it's not been working or maybe someone wants to try more casual dating what if they also want to try seeking out different relationship configurations maybe you've realized you want to try polyamory or maybe you've realized you want to try different things with your partner or have come to terms with who you want in a partner or what you want in a partner this is such a good time to take stock of all of that and really consider it all and figure it out. How should someone start, Tanya? Um, I agree. I think this is a brilliant time to reflect because you have the time, right? So, you know, um, take some time to think about what it is that you're looking for because you've got the time, right? This is the time to take time to think about what it is that you're actually looking for. What do you want from a relationship? Not, not a human, but a relationship. What's the payoff for you actually being in relationship? Write a dot point list, right? People tend to write broad things. I ask my clients to do this all the time. What is it that you want from being in relationship? What is the payoff for you? Uh, so they tend to write down things like, well, I want love. I want financial security. I want a dog. I want holidays in Italy. I want great sex. I want kids. I want fun. I want freedom. I want support. Right? So see how they're all really broad brush things? And it's that sort of stuff because you can make it more person-specific once you've worked out the reasons why you want to be in a relationship. Okay, so if you want support, then, you, you know, you don't want to go dealing with somebody who doesn't ever want to talk about emotional things or, or is into independence, you know. You, you need to have a look first at what it is you need and then you can come out with the person-specific stuff. And spend a bit of time looking at past relationships. What have you learned? What went well? What didn't go well? Look at your family of origin. Are you repeating patterns? Are you looking for something that you missed out on as a child? Do some therapy. Right? You can do that online. Get to know yourself. And even better, date yourself while you're locked down. There's so much that you can discover about yourself in such wonderful ways it's definitely worth spending a bit of time with you. You're worth spending time with. Exactly. You are worth spending time with. Uh, Tanya, thank you so much for another insightful and brilliant uh, chat here on Let's Talk About Sex today. If you missed it, we've been chatting about being single in lockdown and you can revisit the show in full at fbiradio.com slash programs. Just click on my name, Mornings with Maya Billick, and you'll find everything just after the 11 a.m. mark. Or you can also grab Let's Talk About Sex wherever you get your podcast from. Just look up FBI Radio and it'll be right there. Uh, and you may even be able to hear an extended cut of today's show, seeing as, you know, time may be a concept for some, but it is not a concept in radio. <laughs> Tanya, I will see you here at the same time in a fortnight. Thank you so much for coming through. Thanks, Maya. It's always a pleasure to be here.